It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Welcome to the show, guys. Glad to have you along. Make sure, if you get the chance to, if you haven't, to subscribe to the Newsmax Daily on Apple Podcasts today. And if you would, leave a five-star review. That would be huge. Getting a lot of great reviews. Obviously, people like what's happening on the show. It is uh, different than other conservative talk out there. It is uh, informative, funny, and uh, motivational. Occasionally. Occasionally. So, uh, welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? I was watching uh, one of these uh, leftists on... uh, news yesterday and talking about how people who watch like my network newsmax or maybe fox news uh they they sit there and they threaten and they twist and they are aggravated and all that and i would say that's that's more so with msnbc because the hosts are that way <laughs> you and i on a daily basis um we go through our ups and downs we see the affronts to our uh, individual liberty to our pocketbooks and it is uh, incredibly incredibly stressful I believe many of you are like me. You are able to say, I will never, never give up. I will never stop believing in the American dream that I grew up with. You're a racist. No, I'm not, actually. No, I grew up in the 1970s and 80s. Uh, You know, Great American Melting Pot, Schoolhouse Rock, Sesame Street. Uh, We left racism behind in the class of uh, 1968. They're back with a vengeance. The the kids who have gone through college with all this woke BS are now in the workforce. They are in charge of social media corporations, and they are demanding that you comply. And they are so weak and frail and so without purpose that they have to create a crisis, even though they've never been through a war, even though they've never been through a civil rights struggle, any of this. They literally had to make it up from whole cloth to give themselves some sort of relevancy. Meanwhile, my generation and before that, the, the boomer generation with Vietnam, meanwhile before that, my father's generation, the World War II generation, they knew hardship like you never believed. Although I will say that my generation, which is Generation X, not so much. You ever notice that they kind of ignore Generation X? We just kind of just moved into society. Uh, we went to war during the Persian Gulf, you know, with George W. Bush sent, sent us over to clean their clocks in, uh, in one day in Iraq. And, and then we just kind of uh, got out of college. We watched Friends, and, uh, and we just kind of moved in. And nobody paid attention to it. And then the, the coddled millennials came along. And I'm not talking about all you millennials. You're all not terrible. Just a good share of you. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm playing. This is the world we live in, and every day I greet it with optimism, and I hope you do too, even though when I see things like inflation going up 6.2%, the highest in 30 years, and a gas price jump of 59%, meat going up 24%, when I look at my family pocketbook, and I've got a 2009 Toyota in the driveway, and my wife has a 2011 Toyota in the driveway, and it wasn't that long ago, a couple of years ago, that I'd have to call my wife and say, honey, can I fill the car with gas, or should I just put 10 bucks until payday? And I know what it's like. <laughs> I know what it's like. And, and we, we have been through a lot in our lives, uh, even though we're supposedly white privilege. And I know that many of you are going through this and you're going, how the hell am I going to pay f- to fill my car? How in the hell am I going to afford to heat my house when the price of natural gas is going up? And by the way, uh, fuel oil up over 100%. How am I going to do this? And so I like to generally open my show a lot of the times, unless there's something absolutely giant, uh, you know, a natural disaster or whatever. I like to open the show with stuff that really affects most of us. I don't live in a gated community. I don't even have a house with a gate.
I want to get into Joe Biden saying that despite shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline and ending our uh, energy independence and turning it over to OPEC, he's blaming the private sector for the increasing gas prices. Honestly, you you shameful old buffoon who apparently has a real gas problem himself. I heard he just ripped one in front of Camilla Parco Bowles over in the, at the G20. He released a little bit of carbon dioxide, apparently. This is what old senile guys do. Have you ever noticed that? You know, like your great uncle, whatever, and, you, and all of a sudden, bloop, there you go. What? The, where did that? And he wouldn't even notice. Didn't even notice it happened. Didn't even notice it happened. But he increased his carbon footprint. One fell swoop. Oh, by the way, a, a new poll, the a new USA Today Suffolk poll found a plurality of U.S. voters want Joe Biden out of office in 2022. <laughs> in 2022. This is fantastic. I don't believe he's going to make it to 2024. Uh, I don't think he has the cognitive ability, the physical ability to make it to 2024. And if you think he's going to run in 2024, you are out of your nut. You are delusional. You are delusional. So uh, the top 10 responses to the question about what surveyed voters wanted Biden to do in the next year are... Retire, resign, quit. <laughs> number one. That's number one. Uh, number two is the economy and jobs. Uh, number three is uniting the country. Number four is immigration or emigration. That's so racist. COVID is number five. Infrastructure, six. But, you know, you got to pass this bill back better since it's so important. Inflation is number seven. Healthcare, number eight. Climate change, nine. Bipartisanship, number ten. By the way, his disapproval rating right now in this country, as 71% of Americans say we are on the wrong track, his disapproval rating across the board is 60%. And now that you're paying, say, for instance, I went the other day, and normally it's $32, $34 to fill my car. It was $52 to fill my car. Joe Biden says it's the, uh, it's the gas companies. We're in a situation where there's a lot of a lot of anxiety. Gas prices are up exceedingly high. They've been up this high before, but not you caused it. Not, not recently. Gas price. That's why I have the attorney general taking a look at whether or not <laughs> these gas companies are gouging people because although the price of oil is coming down some, the price of gas hadn't come down. Well, some. you better talk to the beef and turkey companies then too because uh, their prices, I think they're gouging me as far as my steak is concerned. You know, my ribeye that used to cost, uh, uh, you know, eight ninety nine a pound now costs $17 a pound. I think we need to go after the beef companies too and the turkey companies as well. Everything wrong with the country right now is self-inflicted by Joe Biden. They have no clue how to get gas prices down again. I think all Democrats know this is on purpose. So uh, despite shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline, despite limiting uh, uh, drilling on, uh, on public lands, despite ending our energy independence and making us once again, once again, beholden to OPEC, the Biden administration can't figure out why gas prices are going up. And so what they're doing is they, well, they know exactly what they're doing, by the way. They're, they're doing this in purpose. And I'll explain again for you who don't know. And Jim Jordan will explain the same thing in just a second. I have some sound bites from him. And I'm going to talk to him live on the show, okay? I'm going to be talking to Jim Jordan, representative from Ohio, who just kicks butt. So yesterday, White House Deputy Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre Le Pew 
she uh, she could not think of a single thing that the Biden administration is doing or considering to lower gas prices. Do you know why? Because they're not doing anything. Okay, and on what the Secretary Grenholm and what she was saying yesterday, what options besides tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve does the president have to counteract higher gas prices? All self-inflicted. So, um, you know, we've t- I've talked about this a couple of times. You know, we we have we don't have an announcement yet on anything uh, on anything to share at this time. Uh, you know, but we're what sense does it make to go to OPEC? When we've got this stuff here, why would we go to OPEC, have them ship it across the ocean in tankers to burn the same fuel? We're monitoring it, right? We're monitoring the, the prices, and we're making sure that we have tools in our tool belts that we can uh, we can, uh, we can can try and, and, and use. But at this point, you don't have any I tools, but your boss is one. I have anything new uh, to, to share. What are you reviewing? Because Secretary Granholm has confirmed that is an option that's on the table, and the president has said there are other tools that he could potentially use. So could you just lay out? what those other options are that he's considering. So I don't, again, I don't, I don't have anything specific here. Because they're not doing anything. The president spoke to this recently, uh, but he's also asked FTC to crack down on illegal pricing, right? That is one thing. (laughs) Illegal pricing. <laughs> okay, so my gas prices have gone up uh, from about uh, what a dollar eighty nine to uh, three bucks, you know, and and it was gradual. And they're saying over nine months, it's price gouging. <laughs> it is price gouging. Here's Representative Jim Jordan talking about the, the pipeline shutdown. They're, they're planning on another pipeline shutdown, which is going to choke the uh, the heart of the country. Uh, and he's trying to make sense of it, but uh, there is no sense. They're doing it intentionally. You know this is going to be safer than the one they approved in Russia, the Nord Stream pipeline. I mean, this makes absolutely no sense. It's like, uh, what do these guys want? $8 gas? I mean, last week in the the committee hearing, Ro Khanna, Democrat member of Congress, we had the big oil uh, company executives in there from uh, from Chevron, Exxon, BP, we had them in there. And Ro Khanna was badgering these guys saying, will you commit to reducing production? Will you lower production? And I'm like, what do you guys want? You want gas to, it's like, so so Joe Biden begs OPEC to increase production and Democrat members of Congress badger American companies to decrease production. I mean, this makes no sense. It's like is this is this kind of a dominant submissive thing that Joe Biden's into, like, you know, uh, to OPEC, you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird. They're intentionally trying to choosing choosing to be, uh, you know, uh, debased by OPEC harm American families and American <laughs> workers and I don't get it I don't think the American people get it and that's why Joe Biden's at 38 percent oh I think I get it actually and like I said they're planning on uh, considering shutting down the Imbridge line pipeline which could mean and guys I'm going to tell you right now you know the energy secretary Granholm who cackled the other day at the at the thought of uh, doing something to lower gas prices they want eight dollar ten dollar gas they do it's a dream it's been around since Barack Obama in 2008 actually said it. No, not not so much in Ohio, but I mean, the whole country came back under President Trump's policies and the whole country is hurting under President Biden. The price of everything is up. The border is in chaos. The uh, crime is up in every major urban area. In this, You can just go down the list and the American people get it. They're smart people and they don't understand what they're it's somebody else's fault getting from this administration. So, uh, I mean, and they're back and forth. They're waffling just like they did on the uh, what, what the $450 payments to illegal immigrants and people who crossed the border. I mean, they said no, then yes. And same thing here with this pipeline. So th- this is just craziness we're seeing from this administration. Let's hope it changes. But I know one thing that is going to change, just like we saw last Tuesday. Next, uh, one year from now, uh, I think the Republicans are going to be in charge of the Congress. I do too, but unfortunately, they can do a lot of gas.
uh, damage before then. And here is uh, Jim actually getting to the point, which is a an absolute truth. There is no doubt about this. They're doing it on purpose. I mean, the Democrats' overall economic plan is as dumb as it can get. It's lock down the economy, spend like crazy, pay people not to work, and then for everyone who has been working, oh, we're getting ready to raise your taxes in this next crazy bill they got coming. And then they say to the people who transport all the goods, if you don't get the shot, you're not going to be able to have a job, <laughs> even though they drive by themselves in a truck all day long. So this is how stupid their economic plan is. And again, the American people get it. I just wish to, someone in the Biden administration would wake up and actually just start doing some common sense things. But I don't think they're going to. No. I think this is intentional. This is deliberate. And it's and it's just flat out wrong. Ding, 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 ding. You get a prize. You get a prize. Here is the uh, the communist pick for comptroller of the U.S. currency. Her name is Saul Amarova, born and raised in the U.S. SSR. She refuses to hand over her university thesis on Marxism. She wants the end of all banks in America and all of our money to be managed by the Federal Reserve. She wrote a, th a thesis, Karl Marx Economic Analysis and the Theory of Revolution in the Capital. This woman is a radical who will take over your bank account, your money, and she says what I just said. They want to bankrupt fossil fuel. This is a goal of Marxists and communists. For certain uh, troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt. In, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to. Okay, hold on. Let's hear that again, shall we? Let's hear it from her. Probably uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change. No, it, 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 no come on. You, they're the first person saying that. Oh, no. Actually, Barack Obama said it in 08. <laughs> Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced in August that all U.S. military members must be vaccinated. By the way... The government has not granted a single religious exemption from the mandate. Did you know that? Not a single one. This is according to Mike Berry, General Counsel for First Liberty Institute, the legal group representing the plaintiffs. I mentioned this the other day. They are issuing the same form letter to everyone. They are giving no consideration whatsoever to a religious exemption. Dear God in heaven, do you know what the First Amendment says? Instead, this appears to be an attempted ideological purge. After all these elite warriors have done to defend our freedoms, the Navy is now threatening their careers, families, and finances. That is the goal. Who are the most likely to file a religious exemption? I would assume most probably Christians. Which side of the political persuasion is more Christian, left or right? According to uh, Liberty Council, the service members who requested religious exemptions to the vaccine were told they may face court-martial or involuntary separation. Each of their religious exemption denials appear to be identical, suggesting the Navy is not taking the request seriously. Well, no kidding. With Lloyd Austin in charge, are you out of your nut? Of course not. This must end. No matter what the court ruling is, you as an autonomous individual can say, hell no. I think you know how I feel about wearing masks. But many of us have to wear them. You have to wear them to get on an airplane. If you're going to be traveling with your family this, uh, this Christmas, this, uh, this Hanukkah, you want to check out Unmask, okay? The Unmask. 
Just go to getunmasked.com. I'm going to tell you a secret in just a second about this product. Something that uh, even the designers of the product don't know that I'm going to share with you. These are designed and hand-sewn right in the United States. The Unmask is the only mask on the planet specifically designed to provide you and your family with essentially unrestricted breathing while providing virtually uncontested access wherever masks are required. They're made of two layers of ultralight, extraordinarily breathable materials. The Unmask won't muffle your speech or fog your glasses, and it's comfortable enough to be worn for hours on end. Now, here is my special promo code to get 20% off your first order of Unmasks. Use the code NEWSMAX at getunmasked.com. Getunmasked.com, promo code NEWSMAX. Take my word, if you're forced to mask up, especially for holiday travel, you'll want to get the unmask. Here's the secret. I did this entire commercial wearing an unmask. Getunmasked.com, promo code NEWSMAX. Oh my God, Adam Schiff, the uh, the pencil next Pez dispenser, uh, who knew from the get go that the Steele dossier was false, and so did Barack Obama, uh, and so did Hillary Clinton because she paid for it. He got shredded on the View yesterday by this fill-in host who probably won't be uh, asked to come back. He went there <laughs> to promote his new book. I think it's called the pencil-headed Pez dispenser goes to Washington. Uh, anyway, and after Joy Behar gave him a figurative tongue bath. Not a pretty picture. Uh, she went after a Megan Ortegas. It's it's good stuff. And then uh, Jim Jordan, Congressman, is going to join me on the show. And I think that you and I feel the same outrage to some degree. We feel like we never know what the Republican Party is going to do, what they're going to stand for on behalf of us. Yeah, I'm going to ask him about the 13 Republicans who voted for the dang infrastructure bill. And I want to ask him about January the 6th. I want to know why none of these are... Front of center, everybody behind it, everybody. We just we don't know what to expect. We don't know who to believe. We know that Mitch McConnell will always let us down. We know half of the time uh, Kevin McCarthy will let us down. So I'm I'm going to talk to him about this. I, you know, there's a lot of things on. I got a question. What about military members who are leaving because of the because of the vaccine mandate? Even though it's been halted, they're choosing to leave, just in case. What are we doing about that? I want to know these things. So we're going to talk to Jim Jordan. I'll try to get to the bottom of all of this stuff because it's frustrating. Inflation going through the ceiling. You're debating what you're going to have to do for Thanksgiving. You're, going to, you're debating how you're going to pay the heating bill. You're going to, uh, trying to figure out how you're going to pay for gas. Here is Rick Santelli on, uh, on the, the uh, consumer price index, which is going through the ceiling like it was 1977 all over again. On CPI, holy cow, hot, 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 even the headline is hot, up nine-tenths of one percent, up nine-tenths of one percent, and of course, that really is much bigger than the six-tenths expected. Strip out the all-important food and energy, up six-tenths, that's two-tenths hotter than expected, and we jump, we jump the broom on the handle here, year-over-year CPI, 6.2%. But, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to the ruling class in Washington, D.C. None of it matters. It's a, it's, a, it's a punchline. The Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, laughed about the possibility of what the administration could do to lower gas prices. All they have to do is return us to energy independence like Donald Trump did. But they don't care. And the Commerce Secretary for the Biden administration says, stay the course. Keep going. We hope he's doing what he's doing. We hope he's doing what he's doing. Gavin Newsom took a few days off. Uh, I thought it was because, you know, he, he got the jab 
and uh, you know he tested positive for COVID. I don't know what's going on, but he was supposed to go over to the uh, Glasgow summit. And um, here, here's what he said as to why he decided not to go. And the kids, literally, they kind of had an intervention. They said they couldn't believe that I was going to miss Halloween. And we got a five-year-old, oldest is 12, or four young kids. Why does it uh, not surprise me that Halloween is more important to him and his children than, I don't know, say Christmas? <laughs> and I'm defending myself. You know, I got to go, honey, this and that. And my wife was going to go as well. And, you know, mom and dad missing Halloween. For them, it's you know, like worse than Christmas, missing Christmas. And I woke up that next morning with something that's probably familiar to a lot of parents, that knot in your stomach. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what it was was he uh, he wanted to attend a billionaire heiress's wedding. That was more important. You see, he's the guy who dines at the French Laundry uh, under the most severe uh, restrictions with regard to COVID. He goes to the French Laundry, a restaurant you and I could only dream of eating at. Uh, and the only way we could is if somebody else picked up the tab. And he did it last year, maskless, dining for hours, a bar tab exceeding, I believe, $20,000 for, uh, for 24 people. I, I, I think that's what I, I heard the last time. He said he had family obligations, but no, he, he went to the, uh, the Getty family oil dynasty wedding, apparently, where Nancy Pelosi was uh, presiding. Wow. Mazel tov, I guess. Artist and uh, model Ivy Love Getty, the great-granddaughter of J. Paul Getty, and one of the heiresses to the oil fortune, uh, amassed married photographer Tobias Alexander Engel. And just real quick to Tobias, I don't know you, but uh, good job, buddy. You get a high five on this one. I mean, I want to know, did you go to the John Kerry uh, School of Dating? Because, I mean, you got a billionaire. <laughs> That is, wow, just, I gotta, I just, man, it's too late for me. I mean, it's too late for me, but maybe, maybe somebody can learn from you uh, about how to marry billionaires. Yeah, he didn't go, he didn't stay because of trick-or-treating. He stayed because he's a freaking elitist. <laughs> That's what he stayed for. Nancy Pelosi attended it, a lavish, maskless wedding, by the way, while California children have to wear masks all day in school. This is so... Just classic. Gavin Newsom was there. San Francisco Mayor London Breed. Uh, House Speaker Pelosi is facing criticism because, uh, you know, so many kids have to mask up. Reopen California schools tweeted maskless indoors when school dances across California are canceled and kids must keep masks on seven hours a day including outside at recess in many parts of California including San Francisco. In October, the city of San Francisco relaxed indoor mask requirements for religious gatherings. Oh, by the way, 5 to 11-year-olds are going to need uh, vaccine passports to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Did you know that? Yeah. San Francisco. This isn't America. Parents have reached a boiling point. America has reached a boiling point. They are just so done when you see Nancy Pelosi and these other wealthy individuals, total disregard for the rule and lack of consideration for what our children are going through, it's so defeating and infuriating. Children in San Francisco Bay are being instructed to wear masks between bites while they eat their lunch. School dances have been canceled. It's time to raise hell. I'm not talking about violence. It's time to raise hell. It is time to end this cycle of 
humiliation that's being forced upon us. It's time to fight back against those who for the first time, at least in in recent memory, have said that you cannot have a differing opinion. Yesterday, uh, Morgan Ortega's uh, guest host on The View, who may not be invited back, I got to tell you, I was very impressed with how knowledgeable she was and how she took on Adam Schiff, the pencil neck Pez dispenser, who's uh, promoting a new book. Like, who would read his book? Don't you have to be likable? Don't you have to be interesting? Well, here's what happens in Washington, D.C. Let me just explain. You get book deals when you are a big shot in, the, uh, in either party, actually. But you get these book deals, and uh, you get these giant advances like uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo got. You know, $4 million advance. He sold 10,000 books. Uh, and you get these advances because these, uh, these packs and whatnot, they'll buy thousands of books, and they'll end up going to a landfill <laughs> to get you on the bestseller list. And, of course, you'll get to keep your giant advance. That's what this is all about. There's nothing about Adam uh, Schiff that makes him interesting, compelling, or anything. So here's the beginning of this exchange. And by the way, just real quick, Adam Schiff knew that the Steele dossier was fake. He was a part of meetings in the White House with Obama and Biden. They all knew it was fake and bought and paid for. It was all meant as a distraction from Hillary Clinton's servers and her direct ties to Russian oligarchs via the Uranium One deal and $150 million coming to the Clinton administration after the Uranium One deal. I've said from the get-go, Russia had no compelling interest in having Donald Trump in the White House. He is a hawk on defense and he is a hawk on trade. They did want Hillary Clinton in the White House because she had proven by then that she could be bought and paid for. You've been really prolific over the past few years being the head of the Intel Committee, and you've defended, promoted, you even read into the congressional record the Steele dossier. Um, and we know last week the main source he knew it was a lie. of the dossier was indicted by the FBI for lying about most of the key claims in that dossier. Do you have any reflections on your role in promoting this to the American people? Well, first of all, whoever lied to the FBI or lied to Christopher Steele should be prosecuted, uh, and they are. Uh, and unlike in the Trump administration, if they're convicted, they should go to jail, not be pardoned. Uh, so this is all fake. This is all a joke because the FBI was working with him and Christopher Steele and uh, uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump pardoned Roger Stone for lying. He pardoned Michael Flynn for lying. Uh, if people lied to the FBI, they should go to jail. Well, well, then I guess you should go to jail, Mr. Schiff. A little bit more from this wonderful exchange from Megan Ortega. Even beyond the effort to get Russian help, but you the may president have also spread Russian disinformation get... yourself for years by promoting this. I think that's what Republicans and what people who entrusted you as the Intel Committee chair are so confused about your corporate... He did exactly what they claim others are doing. He did spread misinformation. He knew the dossier was fake. The Democrat Party knew it was fake. Hillary Clinton knew it was fake. They lied to a FISA court to surveil the Trump campaign, and this man lied about it to everyone. Ability in all of this. Well, I, I completely disagree with your premise. Uh, it's one thing to say allegations should be investigated, and they were. 
It's not to say that we should have foreseen in advance that some people were lying to Christopher Steele, which is impossible, of course, to do. You knew it. You knew it. I know you knew it. I've done my research. For inviting Russia to help them in the election, which they did, for trying to coerce Ukraine into helping him in the next election. That didn't happen, actually. Uh, but Joe Biden did pressure the Ukrainian government to uh, end the investigation of his son uh, into Burisma by taking away, threatening to take away $1 billion from them. Which he did. Uh, no, he didn't. That's a lie. Uh, that was a, a lie. You, you claimed that a phone call between the Ukrainian president and uh, Donald Trump was, uh, was a, an impeachable offense, and it fell through. Into inciting an erection, uh, insurrection, which he did. He incited a what? Excuse me? Excuse me? Um, none of that is undercut. None of that serious misconduct is in any way diminished. Oh, get ready for a mic drop. Get ready for a mic drop! By the fact that people lied to Christopher Steele. No, I think just your credibility is. <laughs> Let's listen to that again. Insurrection, which he did. Um, none of that is undercut. None of that serious misconduct is in any way diminished by the fact that people lied to Christopher Steele. No, I think just your credibility is. Oh, that is no. just. I think the credibility of your question, credibility of your question uh, is in doubt. Yeah, nice try. Nice, nice try to recru- recover there. Re- nice try to recover. <laughs> I, uh, I want to welcome Jim Jordan, uh, Ohio House representative and author of the upcoming book, Do What You Said You Would Do, Fighting for Freedom in the Swamp. Jim, I, I am, uh, or Congressman, I should say, I am a barbecue expert. I have competed in the World Series of Barbecue, but nobody can grill like you. <laughs> you do a great job in some of these sessions. Uh, I feel like you almost kind of... Uh, well, you, first of all, you do amazing prep when you are grilling people before um, uh, Congress, but uh, you, you, you seem to enjoy uh, getting the reaction you get and getting the information well, you get. Well, I mean, I actually look at it like my job as a, as a guy who's on the Oversight Committee and then also on the Judiciary Committee is if I think there's someone on the witness stand who hasn't been, frankly, hasn't been square with the American people, my job is to, to point that out and do it in a compelling way. And so we have, we have really good staff who help us prepare, and we, we try to get ready for those. And, that's an important part of your job, the oversight function, and, and the committees I've been assigned to and had the pleasure of and privilege of serving on in Congress are, they just seem to be always the, the committees where we deal with these investigations. And so we actually talk a lot about that. I, I write a lot about that in the book. Um, you know, every big investigation, the IRS investigation, the Benghazi Select Committee investigation, um, and of course the impeachment. And so I, I write, um, I write a great deal about that. And I think your, your listeners will enjoy getting a, uh, I think they'll enjoy the read. It takes them behind the scenes and shows them what some of the stuff's about. Let me uh, ask you this. Do you feel the rage uh, that's going on in the country right now? Do you feel the, I won't say helplessness, we're not helplessness. I, I think people are looking for answers. They're looking for a way yep. to stop yep. stop this nonsense. For instance, 13 Republicans voting for this infrastructure deal. Yeah. Do, you, do you realize, do you realize what that meant to America? Do you feel what's going on, Jim, and what can we do yeah, about I this? Do. I do. This a couple months ago, I was in a small group meeting in our, in our district. I mean, I travel a lot, and I hear it around the country as well, but, but this was actually in, in the 4th District of Ohio, and there was a lady, she was probably in her 70s, and she almost got tears in her eyes as she was just talking about what we all see and feel happening to our, our country, the greatest nation ever. And, and, but it was also, there was a determination, there was a sadness, but a determination, like, we're not going to let this happen. And, and that's what I really began to, I've begun to feel is people saying, we're not going to let the leftists ruin this country. And they certainly are trying. I mean, everything they've done in the 10 months that they've controlled all the federal government has been bad, been bad for, for families, bad for the country, bad for the economy, you name it. Um, 
but we're not going to let them. And I think you're seeing more and more people. Stay. And it started with parents. It started with moms and dads a week ago in in, uh, in Virginia uh, saying, no, no, no. When 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 you got a party that says government's more important than moms and dads, uh, that doesn't sell too well. And we saw the results. So I think you're seeing that pushback. And that is a, a good and healthy thing. Uh, Congressman, here's the thing. We, we, we came off a high with what happened on, on Tuesday yeah. uh, around the country. Then, then, no, uh, 13 House representatives, uh, members do that. And, and we, you know what? We never know what to expect. We never know what to expect from Mitch McConnell. Half the time, we never know what to expect for, from, uh, from uh, McCarthy. What, what's going on? Why can't we have a unifying front on all of these things? Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we do what we said we would do? Why can't we? You know, I always say we make this job too complicated. What'd you tell the voters you were going to do when you put your name on a ballot and you ran for office? If they choose to elect you and give you the privilege of serving them, only about 12,000 people in the history of this country have had the opportunity to go serve in the United States Congress. Then go do what you said. And literally a few days after the people in Virginia spoke up so loudly, so clearly and so courageously, then to have us help the Democrats passed this bill that we all know is part of a package. I mean, they told us it was Joe Biden said it's their package. They're combined. They're they're working together. These two pieces of legislation, the second one coming, which is going to be even worse than the one that passed last week uh, to have Republicans support it just made absolutely no sense. I was I mean, what are Republicans going to do about the next one? Yeah, well, we're all going to be no on the next one. But the problem is all them are going to be all the Democrats in the House are probably going to be yes. And then it's going to come down to Joe Manson and uh, Senator Manchin and Senator Cinema. Let's hope they hold firm and don't pass it, because if you want to exacerbate the already bad energy situation in our country, pass this next bill. If you want to, if you, want to uh, you know, p- increase taxes, because and, and it, it's not just the crazy spending, it's the policy in these things. I, I mean, I told, a, I told someone the other day, think about the Democrats' economic plan. It's basically lock down the economy, spend like crazy, pay people not to work. And, oh, by the way, for all of you who have been working, we're now going to raise your tax. Such a deal. And, oh, to add insult to injury, we're going to pay people $450,000 who illegally came into our country. Such a deal. So that's how crazy these people are. So, yeah, let's, let's hold Manchin and send them a whole firm. Congressman, I, mean, I don't know how, much, how many more indignities the American people can suffer. I, I honestly don't. I, I, I mean, the, 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 the Afghan pullout, your God in heaven, do you know how yeah. many people, how many Gold Star families, how many profoundly yeah. injured mentally and physically veterans, two or three generations who served over it, do you realize what that has meant? And, and we keep getting these indignities handed to us. I mean, yeah. I know you're, you're here to talk, and I, I, I want to read your book, Do What You Said You Would Do, Fighting for Freedom in the Swamp. But I'm telling you, buddy, yeah. I just think we're at a breaking point. No, people have had it. And one of those 13 individuals who gave their life for our country over there was from the 4th District of Ohio, which I've had the privilege of representing now for over 15 years. And, and you just, I didn't know this young man, but I could just tell, as soon as I saw his name, I said, this, this, and I saw the school he was from. I said, I bet this kid wrestled. Wrestling is my background. And sure enough, he was. He's a good family, good, good young man. And, um, yeah, what, what, what Joe Biden did there, what they've done on everything, it's, but I'll tell you what, you can name all the bad policies, but I'll tell you what scares me most. It's, it's, it's not even the border crisis. It's not what they're doing economically. It's not these crazy spending packages. It's, it's not the inflation. All those things are terrible, and, they, and they've screwed all that up. But what scares me the most is what they are doing to the First Amendment. Yeah. You think about it, over the last year, Rob, every yeah. single right we enjoy under the First Amendment has been assaulted by yeah. the left, and they just keep coming with this mandate and everything else. They just keep coming. That, to me, is what is the most frightening thing, because that's the fundamentals. And if, and if you take those away, 
then it's, you can't, we can always recover from the crazy things they're doing on, on taxes and spending and all this. But if they take away the First Amendment and you can't speak yes. and you're not allowed to speak and you're not allowed to yeah. practice your faith and you're not allowed to assemble and petition your government, that is frightening, and that's where they're taking us. It is, and, and I've said this for the first time in my lifetime. Uh, an opposing view has been verboten. It's called misinformation yes. or disinformation, which, by the way, disinformation is a term coined by Joseph Stalin in 1923. They're very mm-hmm. nakedly obvious about their politics. Um, I, I was wondering, I'm going to give about a minute, and we've got to take a break. Could you stick around for the next break? Is that possible, sure. sir? Yeah, All right, great. Uh, real quick, and you alluded to this last night. I think you were on Fox. Gas prices in intentionally, intentionally being raised. Do you believe yeah. that, and how high do you think it's going to go? Well, you can't help but believe it. Last week in the committee hearing, a Democrat member of Congress from California, Ro Khanna, was, was badgering and pestering and pressuring the CEOs of the oil and gas companies, ExxonMobil, Chevron, and, and BP, excuse me, uh, and he was saying, will you pledge to, increase, or to decrease production? And I'm like, are you kidding me? So you want American companies to decrease production at the same time the president of the United States is asking and begging OPEC to increase production. I said to him, I go, what do you want, man? Do you want $8 gasoline for American families? So it has to be intentional. When you have that crazy of, a, of approach to things, like the border, what's happening at our border has to be intentional. There's no yes, other way a rational, logical person could think about this, that you guys are intentionally just getting rid of the border. You're intentionally driving up the cost of energy. You're intentionally doing harmful things to the country. At least that's what a logical person has to conclude. I do really appreciate what you do, and whenever I see you, you, uh, you know, fighting the fight or doing a media appearance or, or grilling someone in front of Congress, uh, you're one of the people I think that we still have faith in. Uh, and, and so I appreciate you doing I know you got a lot of balls in the air, but I've got people, you know, they're like, ask Jim Jordan about the military. People are leaving the military because of the vaccine yeah. mandate. Why is nobody doing anything? We're watching people in the military leave the military. Yeah. You know, wh- wh- who's, who's covering all this stuff? Why do we not have spokespeople saying we've got to do something about the, 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 the yeah. mandates? And, uh, I know you can't do it all. Yeah, 20-some 20, 20 uh, states have, have, have filed suit. Uh, we've got the good decision from the 5th Circuit, 5th uh, District, uh, in, 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 um, on, on the constitutionality of this. Uh, I think it's unconstitutional. I think we're going to win on this, but we're just going to have to wait and see. That Now, the good news is, I always say, courage is contagious. So, you know, it started with parents speaking out at school board meetings. Then it was the basketball player, Kyrie Irving. Now it's Aaron Rodgers. Then it's the Chicago Police Union. And it just keeps growing. People who are saying, wait a minute. We actually value freedom and privacy and our First Amendment liberties. We're going to speak out. So th- that is the good sign. I think the Supreme Court is going to do the right thing when it gets there. But Joe Biden doesn't seem to care. He's just pressing on with his agenda. So let's hope it gets there and they get a decision as soon as possible. I hope so, too. Uh, right now, and I've, I've been saying this for years, that we are living a tale of two cities. We have uh, yeah. us. We are the proletariat, Washington, D.C. Uh, and I'm not saying you personally, sir, but people like Nancy Pelosi, people like Mitch McConnell, they ride around in uh, motorcades and they expect us to drive crappy electric cars. They fly on private jets and expect us to fly coach. Uh, they live in multiple mansions. Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders have never produced anything or made anything in their lives. They each own homes. Joe Biden, three homes in excess of $10 million, and they expect us to live in uh, tiny houses. Uh, and yeah. now we have and now we have a Bastille, my friend. Now we have a, best, a Bastille in Washington, D.C. This is not going to end well for the ruling class. Do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's, it's frightening. The double standard is what, you know, it's, uh, 
It used to be the number one question I got. I, I, you know, the, the people walk up to me in the airport. I'd be traveling or something. They, they, someone, when is someone going to jail? Because they're tired of this yeah. double standard where, where Lois Lerner and Andy McCabe and Jim Comey and, and all these people can get away. Clinton can get away with all the stuff they get away. But the, the, us regular people, we would never be able to do the, the, those, those type of things. And then, of course, when it came to COVID, we saw the double standard, I mean, uh, every day. It was, yeah. it was always these, these mayors, particularly in California and New York, who said, you got to do this, but, oh, by the way, I'm going to go to the five-star restaurant while you can't have Thanksgiving with your family, and I'm going to go there and not wear a mask. Uh, this is Gavin Newsom. So yeah, th- that drives Americans crazy because it's – in this great country, it's supposed to be equal treatment under the law, and it is – we're not seeing that, and that is so wrong and so frustrating. I'm hopeful that – you know, the good news is I'm hopeful John Durham is going to begin to, to, to change that a little bit. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that as well. Yeah, that is uh, that is interesting, and it, it appears, and I never know what to expect with the investigation. Right now, we've got uh, what four people indicted. It sounds like they're knocking on the door. Uh, yesterday, did you see um, uh, Adam Schiff get grilled on the View? Yeah, I did, and, and, <laughs> and deservedly so. I mean, he was telling, he was holding up the envelope, telling us that this that there are more than circumstantial evidence that President Trump colluded. But like, well, no, there wasn't. There wasn't even circumstance. There was no evidence. You guys made it up. And now, with with the latest indictment on this Sanchenko, um, you read through that thirty some page indictment. It, it 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 is it is pretty telling that this went right to the Clintons. Started with the Clinton campaign team, and it was all all these different routes they went to to feed the FBI false information. And I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Maybe I'm wrong, but the FBI had to know. Of course they, they did. One of the guys who got indicted was Zussman a couple months ago. Zussman was with Perkins Coie, the law firm, the Clinton law firm. He did. He forgot the middleman. He just said, "Forget going to Christopher Steele and Fusion GPS. I'm just going to go straight to the FBI." He walked right in and met with not just anyone at the FBI, but Jim Baker, the chief counsel. And he hands him false information that was part of this whole start to this Russia collusion narrative that was such baloney clear back in 2016 and 2017. Jim Jordan, um, if Donald Trump makes it back into office or a like-minded Republican makes it back into office, uh, do you uh, suppose, I hope that there's a purge? Uh, that happens yes. in the FBI, in the DOJ, uh, you know, this this uh, A.G. Merrick Garland going after people after Joe Biden's direct uh, order yes. after a letter. Yes. Uh, do you suppose that there could be a purge, a true draining of the swamp? Yeah. And, and look, I think it is going to be President Trump, best president we've had in our lifetime. You talk about the title of, our, of, of my book. Yeah. Uh, no one did it. No one did more what they said they were doing than President Trump. I mean, no one. And he did it against amazing odds. He did it with every Democrat in that town against him, uh, every mainstream media person against him, uh, all the bureaucracy against him, and a bunch of Republicans against him. And he got more done than any president, certainly in our lifetime, maybe in the history of this country. So I want him to run again. I'm for him. I think he's going to. I think he's going to win. And when he does, to answer your question, when he does, yes, they're going to. He is committed to firing everyone he's allowed to fire and putting in people who actually will do what the people elected us to do. All right. Now, before we let you go, I, I do want to talk about your book. Uh, uh, this is, um, well, tell me exactly. It says, do what you said you'd do. Fight for our freedom in the swamp. You are exactly, you are exactly saying what the American people are saying. And, and I believe in my heart, because I've never seen you fail us. I believe that's what you're doing. Uh, tell me about what, what we can you. expect. Yeah. Well, it, start, it starts with the Freedom Caucus, and I write about how we came together, nine of us, including a good governor we got right now, a great governor, uh, Governor DeSantis. There were nine of us who formed this group. I talk about how we formed and what we did. We talk about, frankly, uh, I write, first of all, about how we decided to make a change in the speaker, and we forced John Boehner out as, as Speaker of the House. 
um, get into the investigations, as I said, um, because that's just so much of what what, what, what my committee assignments that I do. But I think your, your listeners will like it because we take them behind the scenes and they get a feel for how Congress operates. Um, and, and in particular, we, I take them behind the scenes to give them a chance to some of the interactions I had with President Trump, who was just an amazing guy. Um, and we share some of those stories as well. So I, I think it's a it's a fun read. It'll be a quick read, 250 pages. And I, I tell people, I wrote every word of it. No ghostwriter with me. I, I'm the old-fashioned one. I wrote it out longhand on the yellow legal pad. Yeah. And um, my wife would be driving us from Ohio to D.C., and I'd be, I'd be right in the way. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they'll enjoy it. You can get it at Amazon or, or Barnes & Noble. Uh, you can pre-order now, but it'll be out in a couple weeks. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know you're in a perilous position because I'll tell you that there are people in the country, like-minded conservatives, who are on a hair trigger. And all it takes is one you know, screw up mm-hmm. by their rep that just pisses them off. You yeah. haven't done that. <laughs> you haven't well, done that. You know. I don't know. But <clears throat> I, I really do try just to to focus on the things I think. That the, there's a there's a contract formed between you and the voters when you run, and the, yeah. the the founders in their wisdom wanted the House of Representatives in particular to be the body closest to the people. That's why I tell everyone you, you get a chance to throw us out every two years, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So when you, when you form that bond, that contract, just do. Hold up your end of the deal. Go fight for the thing. They don't expect you to win every time, but they do expect you to do what you told them you were going to do. They do expect you to fight for the things they care about. And deep down, so many people in this country, I think it's a big majority, even though, even though the elections sometimes are tight. I think it's a big majority love this country, and they want a chance yeah. to set a goal to work hard and make life better for themselves and their kids. That's yeah, the I American think, thing. I think so this is the last... That. I think we're witnessing the dying throes of the moist dream of the class of 1968. And they're going to throw everything at us to become that country they have dreamed about for 50 years. And we have got to stop it. Congressman Jim Jordan, thanks for joining me today. Godspeed. Continue your work, my friend. You too. Thanks. God bless. Take care. It's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you. It's growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you for joining me in the meantime, and please share with others. Just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast if you want all the digital platforms where it's available. And, of course, we're on Apple Podcasts. You can go there or just the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Write a five-star review. That would be awesome. Uh, God bless you guys. God bless our soldiers, both living and past Gold Star families, police and all first responders, and you, and you. Thank you very much. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.